Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com here today with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Here we have another hand from the very fun high-stakes duel that was played between Phil Helmuth and Daniel Negreanu. If you have not already seen the interviews I did with both of those players on my YouTube channel, make sure you check those out at youtube.com slash pokercoaching. Both players opened up, they discussed all sorts of things about poker, life, and uh, we got a little bit into the psyche of Phil Helmuth, where he discussed why he um, sometimes reacts the way he reacts at the poker table, as uh, maybe we'll get to see today. Um, this match was played on Poker Go. Make sure you check out Poker Go and watch the whole match. It was nice, fun, and long, and the second round of this match between these two players will be coming up in the very near future, so make sure you check that out. Here we have a hand. We're going to play this from the point of view of Daniel Negreanu. You all know who Daniel Negreanu is. World-class poker player, six World Series of Poker bracelets, $42 million in live tournament earnings. If that sounds like a lot, well, it's good for third place on the all-time money list. And he has king nine of diamonds. He raises it up, which is perfectly fine and standard, playing about 300 big blinds deep. Pretty deep stacked. This was from early in this high-stakes duel. And Phil Helmuth opts to 3-bet. You all probably know Phil Helmuth as well. He has, well, the most World Series of Poker bracelets of anyone at 15. Also, $24 million in caches. And he's cashed every single year since 1987. He is in there battling it out, and he put in the 3-bet. So, now, in this scenario, in Down Negreanu's shoes, you just cannot fold the King 9 of Diamonds. Why? Well, even if Phil Helmuth's range is kind of tight, as I think we presume it is, he's still going to have some bluffs mixed in in this scenario. Now, the question is, what are these bluffs? Are these bluffs going to be hands like King-10, which dominate you? Or are these bluffs going to be hands like Ace-7, right? That, you know, perhaps do not dominate you. Maybe he's also bluffing with stuff like 6-4 suited or 8-5 suited, in which case, you know, King-9 is in great shape. Even if he doesn't even have all that many bluffs, if he's just 3-betting a straight linear range or just the best hands, King-9 suited is fine enough. We're in position. We're getting pot odds. Notice we have to put in about 1,200 in this scenario to try to win a total of about 3,000. So in this situation, you have to ask, will Negreanu realize about 40% equity in position with King-9 suited? And the answer is just yes. So this is a spot where I think calling is the only real option um, you could also put in the 4-bet. Like, if you think this hand is not quite good enough to call, I think it becomes an okay 4-bet candidate if you feel inclined every once in a while, but I would always call and see the flop. Flop comes, king, 10, 3. Phil Helm with continuation bets, about half pot, 1,700 into the 3,000 chip pot. Remember, we're playing very deep stack. They have about 43,000 still remaining. Top pair, marginal kicker. What do you do in this scenario with top pair marginal kicker? I want you to pause this video and write in the comments section below, in the spot, do you go ahead and make the snug fold because we're playing against Phil Helmuth, who we think is a little bit tight? Do we call? Do we raise to try to get all of our money in? Or do we raise with the intention of folding if Helmuth then decides to put all the money in? I want you to pause the video and write in the comments section below what you would do. All right, did you do it? I hope so. 
Going through this active learning process is going to go a long way to helping you improve your poker skills at cash games, at tournaments, really any form of poker that you play. So make sure you are actively learning. At my training site, pokercoaching.com, we have over 1,100 interactive quizzes like this. And I actually have a cheat sheet I made for you recently at pokercoaching.com slash tournament tips. It's completely free. Go there to make sure you are not making the errors that many of your opponents are making that are going to allow you to crush the game. So get that at pokercoaching.com slash tournament tips. In this scenario, with the king nine, top pair marginal kicker, your only option is to call. That's it. You have one option. Call. Every other play is bad. If I was making a quiz in this scenario for poker coaching, I would give fold zero out of 10, raise with the intention of folding if you get re-raised, I don't know, two out of 10, raising with the intention of getting all of your money in, like a one out of 10, and calling 10 out of 10. Call is by far the best play. You're not you're not folding. Helmuth could be bluffing with whatever bluffs he has, right? And whatever bluffs he has are, are in pretty bad shape against the king nine. Um, you don't really want to raise with the intention of folding to a re-raise because Helmuth may decide to just pile all of his money in with good draws, like give him queen jack of hearts or ace jack of hearts or ace five of hearts. He may just decide to blast his money in. Um, but at the same time, he's also going to put money in with like good pair, good uh, top pairs that you lose to. So you don't really want to get in that scenario. If you raise, essentially what happens is you are stuck in this guessing game where king nine goes from being a pretty good hand to now a somewhat marginal hand, which is really not what you want. You're going to find that the idea of raising to find out where you stand or just to try to get all your money in with top pair bad kicker is not a good strategy when you're playing deep stacked because you never really know where you stand. And, and it's a hand that's behind essentially every other made hand. Um, you also don't want to raise to fold because, like I said, Helmuth could be bluffing, right? So this is a spot where I think the only option is to call. I don't think. I know the only option is to call. And that is what Negreanu does. Turn is the three of spades. This changes almost nothing, although I suppose random ace three gets there or queen three gets there. But it's a scenario where if Negreanu was ahead on the flop, he is almost certainly ahead on the turn. Helmuth continues with about a half pot bet. This is a very similar scenario on the turn to on the flop. Top pair marginal kicker. Notice in this scenario, he actually is uh, chopping with the worst kings, right? Because he has king, king, three, three, ten. Because uh, it's king, ten, three, three, right? So this is a spot where now if you raise, you're pretty much only going to get action from better made hands plus draws that have very good equity, and that's not where you want to be, right? It's another spot where it's pretty easy to call. Rivers the seven of diamonds. Helmuth now bets one-third pot. Small bet. This feels nasty. <laughs> this is a spot where I definitely expect Helmuth to be doing mostly value betting. That said, look, Phil Helmuth is a world-class player. I know a lot of people like to kind of um, give him a hard time because, um, I don't know, he's not a GTO computer solver player, which is perfectly fine. I want to make it clear. You do not have to play like a GTO computer to succeed even at the high levels like Phil Helmuth does. And Phil Helmuth is capable of bluffing. A lot of people think he's a little bit on the tighter side, a little bit on the weaker side. However, you're going to find the players who are perceived to be a little bit tighter, those players get a lot of their bluffs through. And when, you know, their bluffs get through, they just print money. And right here, if you can bet a third pot and get your opponent to fold a hand like a 10 or pocket nines or maybe even a bad king, then obviously you're just going to be printing money if you ever are bluffing. And I do think Helmuth will be bluffing here some portion of the time. So... This is a spot where with top pair marginal kicker, you really only have 
one option and that is to call it's it sucks <laughs> you're gonna lose a lot not gonna lie you don't love calling here i think we would have been happier if he ended up betting big on the river because then if he bet big on the river he's gonna be in theory a little bit more polarized right meaning he should have more just busted draws like queen jack and jack nine and heart draws that you clearly beat when he goes small you have to presume his range is way more value heavy that said maybe helmet goes for thin value with a hand like pocket queens or ace ten I don't know if that's necessarily a good play. I think you should probably check those hands at some point on the turn or river. Um, but, you know, who knows? Especially if you think is a bit of a calling station, which, you know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But if you think is a bit of a calling station, he's just going to call call down with all sorts of pairs, even like ace high because lots of draws missed, then he may be going for thin value, in which case the king nine can obviously never fold because you beat some value bets. Essentially, when you have a hand that either beats a lot of bluffs when the opponent's range should contain a lot of bluffs because lots of draws missed, or you have a hand that can beat some value bets, you just can't fold. <laughs> and this is a scenario where even if Helmut's range is heavily tilted towards value, as that range of value gets wider and wider, the king nine starts to beat some of those hands. So this is a spot where I think it's just a pretty easy call for Negranu. He does call, and Helmut says, pocket jacks. I don't know what he was thinking with pocket jacks here. Maybe he thought he won, maybe he didn't. Negrandu says, no good. And Helmut says, come the, uh, come the F on. I just three-barrel bluffed him for the first time with a big effing pair. And he calls with king nine. Come on. Negrandu takes a box of tissues, hands it right over to Bell Helmut, said, can you pass this to the gentleman? He needs them for his tears. Helmut looks at this box of tissues, chunks it over his head, and Negrandu gets a good kick out of it. Let's talk about Phil Helmuth's um, reaction here for just a second. You gotta realize. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of this hand. Negranu raised a perfectly viable hand. Helmuth three bets, Negranu calls. I think this is where Helmuth, for some reason, attaches a lot of um, value to the decisions in this scenario. Helmuth thinks, I have the best hand. This guy called me. This guy got lucky. Now I'm angry, right? But in reality, Negrandu did nothing wrong here. King-9 suited is going to realize 40% equity in position against all but the most weak type players. If Negrandu folds his hand here, he's essentially saying, I think Phil Helmuth is so weak, so tight, so terrible that I can't even defend with this hand that is pretty good. But Dale Negrandu respects Phil Helmuth as a poker player. He knows he gets out of line. He knows he bluffs every once in a while. And he knows he doesn't three-bet with only aces and kings and queens and ace-kings, so he has to call, right? It would be really disrespectful to fold here. <laughs> Flop comes. He obviously can't fold top pair. Turn comes. He obviously can't fold top pair. River comes for a third pot bet. He obviously can't fold a top pair. So this is a spot where I don't really think um, Helmuth's berating of Negranu is in line. Um, sometimes his berating of his opponent is in line. Sometimes it is not. But this time, I definitely do not think it was. I think Helmuth really does this, like, look at it pre-flop. Like, I had the best hand, and I got outdrawn. Um, and he did get outdrawn. That said, I think he probably overplayed his hand a bit. It's also worth noting, Helmuth said, I just three-barrel bluffed him. First time I get a big pair. Look, if this was a bluff, I do not like the bluff. I think uh, Helmuth very clearly thought he was value betting here. I mean, notice the small size. You're not betting small here to try to get a guy off a king, right? No one's folding a king to a small bet. I think Helmuth was trying to get called by a worse hand. And certainly there are some worse hands that will call in the spot, like a 10 or an underpair, right? When all the draws miss. So this is a spot where um, I don't think Helmuth was bluffing. 
Turns out when you're on tilt, you just say and do things that may not make logical sense. That said, I would generally recommend all of you out there, try to not get on tilt in the first place. Try to uh, stay very mentally sane and don't get too wrapped up in the results of any individual hand because unless you can really get your emotions back in line ASAP, that may result in you making errors on the next hand and the next hand and the next hand. Because remember, this match is nowhere near over. They're still playing 237 big blinds deep. And if you go on tilt every time somebody three outs you, well, uh, your bankroll is going to go into the dumpster. That said, in our interview with Phil Helm, he talked about this, about how he kind of um, tilts with his mouth and the things he says, but then he just gets right back in line and plays good poker. And there may, there may be a little bit to that. I'm not saying you should get out of line and berate your opponents, but um, I certainly understand the idea of releasing some frustration and then just going back to playing your best poker, right? Instead of holding it in and fuming on the inside. So... Helmut's an interesting guy. I like him a lot. Make sure you check out the interview I did with him and Dan Legrano on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pokercoaching because those were very good interviews. And you learn a lot about the players. There's a lot of, lot, of, um, lot of merit and value and fun that comes from learning about the people who are at the absolute top of the game. So make sure you check that out. That's going to be it for today. Good luck in your games. Have a great, great week. Thank you for being here. If you like this, do me a quick favor and click the like and subscribe buttons below. Also click the notification bell. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video. And as a thank you, I'm going to channel all of my poker knowledge into your brain right now. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Sorry, you're going to have to keep studying. Go ahead and click the subscribe button right here, and I'll see you in the next video.